Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us tonight on Episode 23, Season 3 of The Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday on Facebook throughout the evening. Yeah, welcome back, Richie. Uh, we missed you last week, but Paul did his part as a super sub. Um, we had another Warriors loss, a Tigers upset, and a few suspensions and injuries, which could make the road to the finals a bit more dicey. But what did you think of the weekend? Mate, you, first of all, you guys did a great job last week. I I did catch up with it. I was afraid I wasn't going to get a call back for this week. so It was close. Um, yeah, thankfully, thankfully, I'm still held my spot back on. Um, yeah, I enjoyed the round, mate. Um, a lot of good games and a lot of interesting narratives to come out of the weekend. Some injuries and big suspensions. So, um, yeah, the the, um, the league continues to stay spicy. Exactly. And while we're here live on Wednesdays at 8pm, you can also catch our show at your convenience on iHeartRadio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, we're going to cover everything you need to know in the week that was Rugby League, including our top stories of the week, a review of Round 20 and our picks. We're then stopping us, um, answer some questions from you guys, as well as some questions we got for each other. We'll then preview Round 21 and make our tips before ending the night with a recap of the Super League, um, which I'm a bit more happier this week with a Wigan win. Spoilers ahead. Yeah. So, um, so remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show. And um, we may as well get straight into the top stories of the week. There's quite a few this week, Richie. There is. Let's do it. I see Simon's here. Evening, Simon. Um, first up, Tigers have officially announced the news that they've loaned out David Nofaluma and um, Oliver Gildart. Um, Nofaluma's gone to the storm, as me and Paul discussed last week, and Gildart to the Roosters. So you missed it all when we talked about last week, but you listened. Um, what's your take on on these teams coming in and cherry-picking from the bottom four sides, or in this case, the second-to-last side. It's just the Tigers that have been affected. Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? It's uh, like anything, it's got its pros and cons. I, I'm not a massive fan of it. Um, when you see a team like the Storm who've um, been so blessed for the past number of years, however many years, and and had a nice 
cozy place up the top of the ladder, and now they've had a little bit of ad- adversity in their um, <laughs> scratching, trying to pick the best players out of some of the teams out of the running. So from that standpoint, I'm not a big fan. Um, I think, you know, the the NRL's always been a, a, a long um, a long slog and a war of attrition and injuries and, and suspensions are all part of that. So, yeah, maybe I'm just a bit old school, but I'm not a massive fan of it from that standpoint. And see, Mark Roberts is telling you to crack into it and no fluff. We're already it. fluffing. We're already Come fluffing. On. You, it's you only know two how minutes we do in. It. Come on. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of it. I talked about it last week. Um, they have come out this week. Um, Peter Volandes has said it looks like we're moving the transfer window back yes. to where it was originally, which should help. I prefer that. With this situation. But, yeah, um, the window's closed, so no more of these can happen. So these two are the last we get to talk about in the new section. But we'll continue with the storm a little bit. Um, you know, they've been hard done by, but they got a bit of luck this week with uh, Nelson Asafa Solomona and um, King not being sanctioned for their actions against the Warriors. Um, they've avoided any bans and fines. I know your question relates to this, Richie, so we'll dive into it in a bit more detail later on. But do you yeah. have any quick thoughts on it? Let's gloss over it, eh? Because, yeah, I've got some thoughts, but they probably aren't quick. So, um, <laughs> we'll, yeah, let's do that when I ask you your question. Yeah, so if anyone's interested, we're not forgetting about the the controversies around the uh, the Nelson stuff. We will be talking about that in our question section. So, um, yeah, I have to not be a thug in this. It's horrible. I don't know what to do. <laughs> um, Marty, um, Marty Tabell's been rumoured to request an immediate release from Manly. Um, and set to join the Eels. Uh, Manly didn't release him prior to the transfer window, so he is with them for the rest of the year. But um, it looks like he does want to go to the Eels, and the Eels are keen. Apparently the Rabbitohs have put their hand up and are interested in the services too. Um, what? Where do you think Marty Tapau will end up? I heard Eels as well. I mean, yeah, if he goes there, he, he might be a pretty decent fit there as a, as a bench forward. Depending on which Marty turns up, you know, I think if you rewind back three or four years, uh, fantastic player and would run in tandem with Adam Fenua Blake there at Manly and were um, a deadly duo. Probably hasn't hit his straps um, the past two years or so, not not been at the level Since he once left. was. Yeah, pretty much so. Um, but I think he'd still be a handy pickup for someone like the Eels as a, as a bench rotation player should that eventuate. Yeah, I think it'll be the Eels. The Eels sound really keen, and I don't see the Rabbitohs coming in and trying to offer a lot more money than the Eels to get them. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I think it's at that point, you know, we've all been there in your workplace when you've been a bit too long at one place and it's just not working for you anymore and you need a bit of change of scenery, and I think that's what we need to see from him here. So um, we'll keep our ears to the ground on any news on when that is announced for his new destination, and we'll talk about <clears> it on that show. Um, we're going back to Storm again. Um, I wanted a little break between, but Craig Bellamy's floated an interesting idea, which I never see happening, but I thought we'd better talk about it. Um, he was asked about what the NRL can do to repay the Warriors, and he's I've got his exact quote here. I'll read it out so I don't quote him wrong. He said, I don't know what, but we could give them four or six competition points to start with because they probably deserve um, it with being away for three years. 
What's your take on the NRL magically giving the Warriors six points at the start of the season? We probably deserve it or we probably need it. But it would be an interesting take if they gave <laughs> the Warriors six points and they still didn't make the eight. That would be an oh, interesting story. Mate. That would be a hard one to swallow. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's easy to say that kind of thing when you know it's not going to happen. Um it also make us feel like a bit of a charity case, but sure, what if I wouldn't say no if they would offer it? I wouldn't say no, but I honestly don't see the NRL doing it. Um, it's it's very left field, but it, at least it's um, better than Craig Bellamy just repeating everything everyone else has been saying. So, um, yeah, and Mark Roberts said to Powell end up in Super League. That's a big possibility as well. Yeah, he he could make could. gangbusters. Um, up in the northern hemisphere make a lot of money and play quite well so Mm. um and newcastle knight i know you love the knights so um (laughs) david clemmer has been stood down from the club this week after being handed a breach notice for failing to come off the field in last week's game um i don't know if you saw it but when he was told to come off by the field assistant he kind of had a few unkind words with him and that has um resulted in him being stood down and rumors are swirling that they could even sack him but some are saying that he might just get away with a fine what's what's your take on that i think as bad as the knights have been um i think clem has been one of their better players this year which isn't saying a lot but um what's your take on getting punished for not wanting to get off the field yeah i think he has he has been really good this year for the knights um it kind of makes me wonder what's going on there. You know, maybe maybe there's a bit of infighting. Not not everything's very harmonious there. Um, who hasn't been who hasn't sulked when they've been uh, requested to leave the field? I, I would have been the same. I have been the same in the past. I'm sure of it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, obviously not the most professional thing to way to carry on. But to be sacked over it, I don't know. Seems a bit over the top. Yeah, it's a watch the space kind of situation. I'm sure we'll have a lot more information um, for next week's show, for sure. So um, we're going into a very Warriors-heavy segment right now because there's a lot of Warriors stuff that's come out the past few days. But I'll start with a little bit older. The Raiders have pulled their offer from um, Katoa. Um, We talked about last week that the Warriors have basically told him if he can find a deal elsewhere, he's welcome to go. The Storm and Dolphins are still showing interest. Um, Richard, you missed last week's show, but what's your thoughts on the Warriors potentially letting Katoa leave? I feel like he's being underutilised right now anyway here. Um, we've also got some cattle arriving next year, Mitch Barnett near Corey. Um, could possibly find himself even further down the pecking order. So, But it does... It does leave me worried. I think he's somebody that hasn't hit his potential and letting him go, it just feels like a potential Isaiah Papali'i situation. Yeah, that's what I think of immediately. The only difference is they wanted to keep Papali'i and he took less money to leave. So he he decided he wanted to leave. But um, yeah, I think Katoa's still got a huge amount of upside. I think his biggest problem was... Nathan Brown tried to change him into a front rower Mm. and that's just not him. Um, And with his inexperience in the game, you don't really want to be chop changing his positions all the time. 
let him build that second row game. And he's shown in glimpses um, this year what he had had in his first year. So it is still there. Um, he's still got the odd error in him, but I think he's definitely a project they should keep. But there is a lot of people around. So if he gets an offer to go to Melbourne, you're not going to say no. Hmm. Um, they don't turn them all into winners. Albert Vetti went to the Storm and didn't really develop and go on. Um, but I think there's enough there where I think Bellamy and the like would turn him into something special. And um, Rue, Rue's on and he said the same, he'll become another Papali'i. I don't want to yeah. see him go. You know my affinity with Katoa. So um, he'd still be my favourite warrior if Ben Murdoch Masala didn't show up. But... Brad, you've got an affinity with everything that's big and Tongan. Yeah, that that's kind of my thing. I'm a, I'm yeah. a Tongan man. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I hope he stays, but I I wouldn't be surprised to see him go um, if he gets an offer. So we'll we keep an eye on that. But Nathan Brown, just talking about Nathan, he's now officially joined the Parramatta Eels in a Pathways program role. Um, I don't really have much more to say than that other than wishing him well. But what's your thoughts on that? Yep, wish him well. Wish him well. <laughs> well, 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 yeah. He's, he's gone not, from one club that struggles to win a premiership to another. At least he's not trying to coach this one. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so then, yeah, yesterday and today we got a, a bit of an influx of Warriors news. So um, I quickly wrote them all down. Um, first up, we had... Andrew McFadden announces um, the club's general manager. Um, the way they worded it was funny. I was speaking with Paul before you jumped on, saying they called it general manager recruitment development and pathways instead of just um, a general manager of football. So I'm not sure if it's changed and he's only going to be doing certain aspects or not. They haven't really specified. Well, there's basically he's not allowed to get involved with the senior team. Right, <laughs> you've got no senior, senior team. You're all about bringing players in, but not the senior team. That's what. That's what. Essentially, yeah. And um, so he was with the club obviously for six years um, before spending the last four with the Raiders. Current football of uh, GM Craig Hodges is returning to Oz. I kind of saw that coming. He kind of came in with Nathan Brown and their their best mates. So with Nathan not there anymore, I kind of expected Hodges to move on. Uh, but what's your take on Cappy coming back? Yeah, I'm sure he'll do a good job. Uh, I was always a, I always had a bit of time for Cappy. I thought with the, with the squad he had and and the sort of challenges he faced, he he still did a, a pretty admirable job while he was here. Um, you know, he um, he had a sort of challenging period here. So yeah, I'm a fan of Cappy. I, I don't I don't mind it. I'm sure he'll do a good job. Yeah, it's a, it's a new job, so he doesn't have a lot of experience in this field, but he at least knows that we live in New Zealand. I know I made that joke when Andrew Webster signed on, um, but mm. I, I'm i willing to see what he can do. Um, I know there was some talk on Twitter and the like that I jumped in on saying um, people were wanting a New Zealander for the job, but I couldn't really think of anyone other than John Acklin that potentially could fit that role. Yeah. Um, I know some people were talking about bringing Kearney back for it. I don't want to see him back at the club. Um, but, yeah, I hope he does well. And um, it's just good to see him go. I think he got a rough deal last time he was here. So, um, mm. But we'll keep flowing on. They also <clears throat> waited like an hour, and then they announced that Tamara Martin, 
had signed a three-year deal with the Warriors from 2023. We talked about it last week and probably for like the last month about the rumor that he was going to come here. It's now official. What's your take on it? I know we spoke a bit about it today, um, and I said that I think the Warriors potentially have won this deal on getting Martin and letting Walsh go. Um, as much as my love for Walsh has been uh, prominent on the show, but what's your take on it? Yeah, very happy. I mean, we've spoken about it already in previous shows. Um, when this was unofficial, that I think he'd add a lot of value to our our roster. Um, obviously, covers the halves really well and fullback. Um, I I maybe see him. Hopefully see him as a 5'8", maybe, partnering up with Sean. And just another year of – obviously that just means another year of development under those guys for people like Volkman. But, um, yeah, I, I see our squad being a lot a lot more promising with him being a part of it for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I, I know Volkman's going to be mm. um, the guy leading forward in a couple of years' time. But – yeah. We haven't had official word, but it sounds like um, I'm pretty sure Cameron George did say that the reserve grade team and like will be up and running next year. So we'll at least have somewhere for Volkman. If he's not, in, well, he doesn't have to develop in first grade, which is kind of how the Warriors mm. been doing things lately. He can develop in the reserve grade, get some runs in his belt, just still training with the top side and learning from Sean and a guy like Martin as well. But mm. Let him actually get seasoned and develop. We don't know. Um, we don't know <clears> if Arcee's <throat> going to be signed on still and yeah. potentially have Arcee in reserve as well. We don't know. But, um, yeah, you have to have Martin in the side. The only other way you could do it is if you made him fullback and you move Chance into the centres. That's the other but way. I think I think he'll go, like, like Rouge just said, direct CHT replacement. I think he'll go straight into um, six to partner with Sean for 2023 so and, um, and Volkman will just be an injury away I'm I mean it is the NRL and and you know Sean's yeah. been pretty lucky this year with injuries but he has shown in the past he you know he can pick up the odd injury it just makes me wonder about um Luke Metcalf as well what does that yeah. mean for him I mean another very a similar sort of player yeah well I think Sean, you know, he, he's only got a couple more runs left in him. Um, he's signed up until the end of next year. Odds are he's not going to extend after that. Um, and I know Jacko said, did Volkman sign a play reserve grade? He didn't, but you also got to be realistic. Um, your career is going to be better if you actually learn um, before you go out there running. And your time will come. He's shown he's capable. but He's a kid. Um, he's still a kid. It's not. It's different to <clears throat> signing and going. I'm stuck in reserve grade forever. If you're signing and saying I've got a year in reserve grade to learn everything, get in, and then you know 2024 is mine. Um, it's a different kind of scenario. Um, he seems to have a good head on his shoulders too, so I'm sure he'll understand. Um, but yeah, and Metcalf, you said Metcalf didn't sign on to stay in reserve grade, um, where he's killing it for the Sharks. That's true too. It's it's an interesting problem to have. Um, we're just going to have to wait and see what actually happens. Um, but last bit of Warriors news. Um, they also announced today the signing of Richard Agar as an assistant coach on a two-year deal. He's had um, head coaching roles with Hull FC, Wakefield, Warrington and Leeds, and he's currently an assistant coach for Samoa. 
he actually stood down at Leeds this year and Andrew Webster's brother took over. And he's obviously had dealings with Webster in um, the Samoan um, coaching staff. So the I don't know a lot about him. He's got a lot of experience, which I think will help with an experience head coach. But he's got a relationship with Webster. And it also shows that the Warriors, have, it looks like the Warriors have let Webster pick um, an assistant coach, which was one of the concerns we had when Webster was brought in that he wouldn't have a say. But um, what's your take? I know you're a student of the game, so you know Richard Eager on like the back of your hand. But um, what's your take? Oh, yeah, mate, we're brothers. Um, yeah, it's it's irrelevant, really. What I what I think I could I could say all these nice things about him, and then the the only thing that's going to matter is if we start winning games next year. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping he comes on comes on board and has a already has a good relationship with with the incoming coach and that they can form a nice team. Um, he's obviously been singled out as a assistant coach for a reason, so hopefully that he comes on board and that chemistry's there and they help us to get some more wins next year. Fingers crossed. And um, yeah, so that was the the huge influx of Warriors. So, 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 so Brad, we, we, we've hired this new guy to come in uh, to give us opinions and stuff. And he goes, it doesn't matter what I say. I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, I know. I know, right. You want an opinion show, Richie? Step up, step up. God. He, he is our, our king fence-sitter. So I give him I give him that. Um, yeah, and Jacko said, hopefully Webs has a say with trainers' assistance, but the club's website indicates both Morgan and Stacey are safe, which is concerning for him. Um, I think you're going to find Morgan, um, I would still like Stacey to be his assistant, but I feel like if Morgan does stay with the club, he's going to be involved coaching-wise with one of the reserve grade tides because they didn't specify that they're going to stay with the first grade side. So you could find, like, Richard Morgan was a coach of the the Warriors woman's side, um, but he potentially could be in the reserves or the under-18s or something if he wants to stay on. But I think his time, I have all my fingers crossed because I keep saying I need him gone, um, that he's out of the first-grade coaching staff. But time's going to tell. We'll, we'll see some more movements on on the ship before before the season starts, I'm sure. And um, last bit of news, Richie, before we move into the injuries, Isaiah Papali'i, not wanting to go to the Tigers, it seems to be firming. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out because the Tigers have kind of put their foot down saying they don't care, they want him to come still, and the Eels don't want him to go. But in a nice little fun part to go with it, with all this questions going around, Murata Nuyakore has come out in the media and reassured everyone that he's not having second thoughts about joining the Warriors next year. So. What's your That's take good. on it? Do you, do you think Papali'i's going to find a way out of this contract that he signed, obviously, far too long in advance? Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, why put pen to paper? But obviously, there's been a lot of um, scenery change there, coach gone. Um, I hope he goes. I hope he goes. The Tigers could could do with a bit of a player like him, you know, and... and they haven't had the most luck at their franchise over the past few years. So I'm hoping hey. he goes. Um, I'm hoping it's not another backflip, but sometimes where there's smoke, there's fire. To be honest, I think the Tigers look an interesting prospect as a player with the whole Benji situation. 
and mm. what it could be good, it could be bad. We don't know. I think the eels have been um, have been poor. I know they the ups and downs. They had a very good game in the weekend, but I don't see them being a premiership threat next year anyway. So mm. I feel like you're you're kind of going to two teams that might not do well, but we will have to see what happens. But um, as Jacko said, Benji has talked into Papali'i into honoring his contract. I think he'll stay. I think Benji will be able to convince him. So um, we'll watch this space, obviously, as the news develops. But we may as well go straight into injury ward. It's quite full this week, um, unfortunately. But um, the first one up, obviously, uh, as I'm writing Simon's picks down that he's just sent me through, um, we had Jackson Hastings being ruled out for the rest of the season um, after fracturing his ankle. He had a bit of help, obviously, um, by good old Carrigan. But um, what's your take on that and what it's going to do to the Tigers? Obviously, they weren't going anywhere fast, but um, I thought they've been showing a little bit better improvements the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I think you can safely say they're out of finals contention now. Um, <laughs> I think they already were anyway. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's more the way he's injured his tackle that I'd really love to see the NRL do all it can to stamp the stamp these hip drop and cannonball tackles out. All they do is cause injury, and a lot of the time there's no no need for that person to come in on the tackle on a person who's already suspended by a couple of players anyway. Yeah, um, yeah, I know that. What what did he get? Did he get four? Was it four weeks he got? Um, you're, you're spoiling our next segment, but, um, he got, I've got it here. He got four. He played guilty yeah. and got four. If he had fought it, he could have got five. Okay. So he got four, but Hastings has to sit a couple months out and he's gone for the season. So yeah. Yeah. I'd love it. I would have loved it if he got a bit more. Um, I reckon he should have got six, but maybe I'm just being a bit heavy handed and, but yeah, uh, not a, a fan of those tackles. A week. Maybe a fine, you know, it was fine. It was just the leg was in the wrong place, Richie. You know, Hastings should be fine for putting his foot in the wrong place. Um, no, it was shocking, and you never want to see a guy get injured. Obviously, that was all in jest. Um, and yeah, they need to stamp down on it. Um, it'd be great if they, they've punished him. Um, same punishment that Marcelo got for saying a naughty word, um, yeah. and the same I, around the same as Brandon swearing at a referee so i think they need to take if you're comparing you know the sticks and stones mentality um they should get more than having a go at a ref in my opinion but it is what it is as we've seen and as we're going to talk about in the middle segment uh it's kind of a lottery the judiciary um so at least he got something um unlike some mm. others um yeah. but um, Warriors had a, a double blow. Chanel Harris-Tavita looks to have injured his MCL. They've confirmed it is an MCL, sorry. Um, and he may have played his last match in the NRL. Injury um, return is normally three to four weeks. Um, it could be a little bit longer, so he might not um, make it back in time. I would like fairy tale aspect. I'd like him to come back for the final round so he can play against the Titans at Mount Smart. Um, but you know, I, in all honesty, if he's only 80%, you know, unless they're fighting to not get the wooden spoon, I'd say I'd throw him out there so he can play. But time will tell with that. But what's your take on, on poor old Chanel? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm really sad for him. I'm a fan of Chanel, so it's unfortunate if, if that's the way he's going to go out. Um, yeah, that's probably not the way he wanted to go out. Hopefully he can make it back for for one last match. But like you say, I mean, our, our final chances are well and truly buried and we've got people who can fill the void. So it's quite possible it's the last we've seen of him um, hopefully for now, but could be for good. So, yeah, wish him all the best. He'll be back. Uh, I'll put Hope my so. prediction out there now. Not only will Chanel be back in a Warriors jersey, but Roger Tuovasashek will be as well. well you're, going, you're going bold there. Well, I already said it. When we released him, I, I bet in the guarantee it was after the World Cup you're coming back, right? And I think that's what's going to happen. Um but yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll watch this in a couple of years and laugh at how silly that statement was. <laughs> um, but Stacy also surprised us and confirmed that Jas Tavanga is likely out for the rest of the season too with a shoulder injury, uh, which was a a bit of a blow. I think Jazz has been one of those guys that you always know is going to go and give us all. Um, so massive loss for him. Um, hopefully he can get it rested up and all be ready for next year because we're going to need him next year. But um, what's your take on poor old Jazz going out too? Yeah, again, um, big fan of Jazz, so it's sad to see. I just, yeah, would have been nice for him to um, to be there, and he, he completes our squad a bit better when he's in there. But um, yeah, it's it's not like we're fighting for a spot in the eight. So hopefully, he can rest up, come back better next year. Yeah, and Jacko says it's sad for CHT as he's a huge fan, but he's leaving and the season's done, so blood others anyway. The only yeah. problem is the ones that kind of fill his spot aren't here yet. Um, but yeah, um, I know Volkman, we were surprised he didn't get a quad. It looks like he might be injured. He hasn't been named for the Dolphins either this week. So, uh, And they may have decided that RC isn't going to be offered a contract. So I don't know. That could explain some situation with the lineup this week. But, um, yeah, I think if you had, like, Metcalf and all that already here, you would see that. But yeah. um, it is what it is. Um, but Mitchell Moses could be out of the rest of the regular season after reportedly breaking his finger. I didn't actually see. Did he get named this week? Um, no, I'm just looking on the other screen. Um, what's your take on him breaking his finger? Yeah, he hasn't been named. It's Jake Arthur and Dylan Brown, so he's out yeah. for now. Yeah, so he might be out until playoffs. Uh, it's a bit of a blow, you know. A lot of what the Eels do in attack comes off Mitch Moses, so uh, it's it's a bit of a blow. I mean, I think they're still still got a strong squad, and and Jacob Arthur can do a job, even if his home crowd boos him. Um, he's only a young man, but he can do it. He can do a job, and other people like Gutherson and Dylan Brown can step up. So, yeah, it's yeah. a blow for them. But I think you know they're, they're not missing finals. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, for Parramatta, Moses comes back, and, and they can make a good run of the run of it. Yeah, and Jacko's confirmed he's out for three to four weeks. Um, the next three to four weeks, they're not playing any relatively easy teams, so Mitchell won't have much of an impact on the game anyway if he was out there um, as a flat-track bully. So I don't think it's that much of a loss for the Eels, to be honest. Um, and But then the Sharks have lost Will Kennedy. 
Um, he's undergone ankle surgery. They say he will be back for the first week of finals, which would be good um, because he, he's been really good for them this year. And I think they'd miss him in the finals if he wasn't there. So thankfully, you know, as unfortunate as an ankle surgery is, at least he will be back for playoffs because, yeah, they're going to need him. And then the the last one, again, it's something that we're going to talk about a little bit later, but um, Warrior Wade Egan had to go to the dentist after cracking several teeth after being tackled by Nelson Asafa Solomona. Um, he is fit to play um, in his brand new position as the greatest um, 5'8 in the competition. Um, but yeah, he, he cracked a couple of teeth. Yeah, you should so be careful when headbutting people's elbows. Deemed um, not high. You, you, you'll get to hear about that in the middle segment, Paul. Um, hold that space. Um, so that was all the main injuries. There were a few others, but they didn't. I didn't think they had as much of an impact on the team. Um, but we will go into the naughty boy corner, which is almost as full as injury ward, probably even more so. There's been a lot. Um, so we'll go with the bands first. The biggest ban was Nathan Cleary. Um, he got five weeks for what I thought was a pretty legitimate tackle. Um, as by the, <laughs> the show name, he, he did a Brad tackle. Um, no, it was shocking. Um, and I saw a lot of it, a lot of people saying it was five matches was too harsh. And um, Aaron Woods, actually, first time I've actually heard him make sense. He was on a radio show in Australia <laughs> and he said... Um, you know, they're saying that like he's a good guy and everything. It's, it doesn't matter um, what he did, what he did. He said if it was Jared Warrior Hargraves, he would be done for the season um, for the exact same thing. Um, so I think five weeks is fine for what happened. It could have gone very wrong. Um, but yeah, five weeks is, is um, enough. As we talked about already, Carrigan got four weeks um, for breaking Hastings' leg in a hip drop. Um Tom Burgess got a week for his brain explosion high tackle and golden point. Um, Alfred Smarley got a week for a grade two high tackle. Um, Egan Butcher got a week as well for a grade two high tackle. And then we got a whole lot of fines. Um, Jason Tomololo got $3,000 for a shoulder charge. Um, Jared Aware Hargraves got $3,000 for a grade one dangerous contact, which looked very similar to another guy who's not on this list but um, we'll talk about it later. Um, Jaden Sewer got $1,800 for grade one contrary conduct. Anthony Milford got $1,500 for a shoulder charge. Um, then we got Joseph Tuppany got $1,000 for a contrary conduct. Uh, and then last, Jackson Frey um, got fined $1,000 for grade one dangerous contact. So the match review committee were actually paying attention to the Warriors storm game. For some reason, they just found the wrong guy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so a lot of fines there. Um, but I, for the first time, I think there's a couple of names missing on here, but it is what it is. Um, oh, to be the Warriors, but that's it for the news injuries and naughty boys. So we will go into the review now. So that means I get to hand it over to you, Richie. Thank you. All right, so the Thursday night game was the Roosters up against the Sea Eagles minus the seven people who didn't want to play. Uh, the Roosters getting the win 20 points to 10. 
Three tries to two. Daniel Tupo, Nat Butcher, and Joseph Manu getting the tries for the Roosters. And for Manly, Andrew Davey and Alfred Smalley. Um, 18-6 at half time. I think the Roosters did most of their damage in that first half. But I thought the Seagulls actually, um, given the shape that their squad was in and being missing so many players, I thought they um, actually put in a pretty decent effort, Brad. Yeah, I've got that as my first note here, saying I thought Manly played well with seven players out. I know I'm biased as a as a diehard uh, Manly fan of the last year and a half, um, but I thought they had a decent dig. Um, their defense still needs work. They missed 38 tackles. The return of the Manly seven may help them bounce back, but they're going to need to act quickly if they want to get it back into the top eight. This, this loss here really hurt them. Um, Roosters, they got the win, but they just didn't look great, in my opinion. They made 17 errors and 39 missed tackles in this match. Uh, and I think against a full-strength Seagulls team, they would have lost this one. Um, they looked confused on attack at times compared to when Joey Manu was in the halves, and perhaps they have to go back to that. I don't know. Um, they're in the net eight for now, but if they deliver more patchy efforts like this, I think they're not going to be there for long. Hmm. I hope that's not the case, given where I, I tipped them at the start of the season. Um, yeah, you're right, though. Um, Joseph Manu was probably one of their better players, uh, and he plays well wherever he plays. But it's like we were talking about a couple of weeks ago. I I, I like him in those posi- positions where he gets a lot of touches. Um, I think he can influence the game a lot a lot more from there. But um, Yep, if you're the Roosters, they're chasing an eight spot, and against the team who's also chasing an eight spot, that's a that's a big win. They'll take it, however, however it comes. It is nice to see our predicted premiers both fighting for eighth yeah. <laughs> this time of year. It shows how great we are there. Um, I know, right? But yeah, my tip one, or at least my tip one. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah. Take that. Um, Friday night game. From Mount Smart Stadium, the Storm getting up over the Warriors, unfortunately, 24 to 12. Was four tries to three for the Storm, Justin Ollum, Harry Grant, Jerome Hughes, and Nick Meany. And for the Warriors, a hat trick from Ed Cossey, who um, I thought played played particularly well and it was a good redemption game for him, given what happened last time he played against the Storm. Yeah, you got to stop reading my notes. That's exactly what I put in there. Oh, um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was great to have another live game to go to, obviously, um, mm. but the Storm were just too much for the Warriors here, um, pulling everything away. It cost a year, as I put here, he had a great redemption match after his whole showing against the Storm on Anzac Day, um, scoring his first ever first-grade hat-trick. Um, I did think the Warriors um, did well. For the most part, after losing CHC and having to move Wade Egan into the halves, um, was a bit dicey. Um, but I thought he did okay. He, he looked he looked comfortable out there. Um, obviously, looked comfortable enough for Stacy to name him there again this week. But um, the Warriors, you know, taking everything away from it, they just don't have the ability to play eighty minutes. Um, they were in this match at halftime, and then they let the Storm control it in the second. You know. Um, they scored what in the it was the first minute of the second half. The storm were over quite easily. Um, it was a disappointing result, but at least it wasn't a sixty-point defeat. It sounds so counterintuitive 
to say like my team lost but at least they didn't lose by heaps but um the storm came ready to fight tooth and nail um to end their losing streak as we saw with nelson um and josh king you know going over the line in my opinion (laughs) um they were lucky not to be sent to the bin um but nelson did his job um he was dominant in the middle and he really got the the warriors rattled and the storm backs although they weren't firing on all cylinders they were still able to link repeat phases together and um, they were just waiting for the warriors to switch off and that's what happened um they were just they got you know constant six agains and once they had, you know, two or three on the go, that's when the Warriors started to unravel, and that's when the points came. Um, so you can, I can't write the storm off, but I think they're a long way away from being a premiership threat right now, in my eyes. But the Warriors love to play sides into form, so the storm may be on the up again. Yeah, it was pretty much a textbook Warriors performance, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and that, it just shows where we're at as a club and supporters of our club when we can be sort of kind of happy with a with a loss <laughs> as long as yeah. it's not a big loss. Um, but that's kind of where we're at. I know the past few losses we've had have been we've showed fight and you kind of we've kind of just taken it and been like that's um yeah, we showed some fight. But yeah, that's just it's showing it's that effort. I think they yeah. spent so long this year where it looked like there was no effort and no one cared. Hmm. Um so to see that, um, as middle, you know, losing still not great, and you don't go home happy. Um, I certainly didn't write my review happy. Um, one positive I will say is that when I predicted the week before my school prediction, I said the Storm would win by twelve, and mm-hmm. I think it's the first time this year I actually got the points margin right. So nice, um, Win win for me. Um, unfortunately, did it? Did it? Did you make that call at the TAB though? No, I put money on the Warriors to win at the TAB. I, I had oh, a feeling nice. that the Warriors yep. were going to do something. And then, yeah, um, once again, the Warriors stole my money this year. So, <laughs> Fair enough. Um, if um, anyone wants to help my gambling problem, um, donate money somehow to me. I, I need it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't actually overly impressed with the Storm, to be honest. Um, but you, I suppose you give them a bit of leeway because of the amount of cattle they're missing and the fact that they were on a bit of a losing streak. So they'll just take any win that they can, but with Norfoluma coming and Brandon Smith coming back, um, I don't think it's all doom and gloom. If they can get a couple of nice wins going into finals, I wouldn't, I, I won't put a big red pen through them just yet, but yeah. Um, yeah, they're certainly not looking as dangerous as previous years. And as Jacko said, yes, all missed goals didn't help. Sean yeah. didn't have his kicking boots on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Simon said, yeah, you already have a gambling. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Problem if you lose money. So yes, that's where my problem is. It doesn't seem to come back. Yeah. Um, Gamble so, responsib- responsibly, everybody. Exactly. Um, we'll move on to the next Friday night game. Uh Big surprising result here. Parramatta Eels giving it to the Penrith Panthers 34 to 10. Six tries to two. Isaiah Papali'i, Mike Sivo, Reed Marnie with a double. Clint Gutherson and Mike Sivo grabbing another one. Two tries to the Panthers. Former Warrior Sean O'Sullivan and Liam Martin. This game will be remembered for what happened to Nathan Cleary, obviously, or what happened to Dylan Brown. Um, yeah, by Nathan, by Nathan Cleary. What happened uh, to Dylan Brown? Get you got to get that that right. But it was uh, thirty to four at halftime. Um, the yeah. Eels were on fire. They they slowed down a bit in the second half and obviously picked up an injury to Mitch Moses, which isn't ideal. But um, again, Parramatta proving Penrith's um, kryptonite. They love playing these top sides. Yeah, um, so the first upset of the week, um, but in my eyes, as soon as Nathan Cleary was sent off in the 17th minute, I knew they were done. Even before then, it looked like the Eels were there to fight and they looked like they had the edge over them. Um, mm. But yeah, as soon as Cleary went off, um, they were already playing without Jerome Luai as well. So um, your two halves gone. Um, you know, you're in, you're in trouble. The Eels look good with the one-man advantage. Sean Lane and Isaiah Papali'i. Looked dangerous. Reed Marnie looked um, back to his old form, and Mike Osivo was just a wrecking ball, like always. Um, mm. I still can't figure the Eels out. Um, they can look amazing one game, crap the next. So, does that mean this week they're going to be crap against the Seagulls? We don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, go away, Paul. Um, yeah, but if they deliver more games like they did against the Panthers here, they're giving themselves a shot. Do I think they have, they have a chance? No. But um, the Panthers struggled without Cleary and playing with only 12 men. Um, not much to take from this game from Panthers, but I will give them credit for winning the second half, as they say. They they won 6-4. to four. So the fact that like the Eels were running rampant and then they managed to stem the flow. Um, but it's going to be an interesting five weeks to see how the Panthers fare with Cleary and Luai gone. Um, I think they might get Luai back before Cleary is. Um, it's still a bit up in the air with his knee injury. But um, do you think this will take the premiership away from them, or have they built enough buffer, been six points ahead at the top? They've definitely built enough buffer there. I don't think they're in any danger of missing the top four. But um, minor premiership? Do you think they could lose? What, what, is a, what does a minor premiership mean if you don't go on to win the title, though? That's true, but um, yeah, it's still it's just an inf- interesting conversation point for people that have a show, Richie. You know, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Um, <laughs> uh, like I say, I don't think they're in any danger of missing the four. I, they've still got no, a, no. Lot of, a lot of important pieces of the puzzle there. Upi Cottesell, their whole forward pack, which is obviously fantastic. Um, so it's it's really just the halves. You'll have Sean O'Sullivan, who we know can do a job for them. And at the start of the year, when Cleary wasn't there, P- 
Penrith are still winning games. So um, I think they'll be fine. It's just whether or not the two main guys, Cleary and Luai, coming back when the finals are starting, if that affects team chemistry at all and and their match fitness. But yeah, I think they'll be fine. I still think yeah. I'd still have them as favourites. Yeah, you look at the next. Um, I'm just. I was looking on the calendar and then realised I've got another screen, so it's a bit easier. Um, the Panthers. They have the Raiders this week, the Storm mm. next week, the Rabbitohs the week after, the Warriors the week after that, and then the Cowboys in that five weeks. So that's that's four really hard games, and then the Warriors. <laughs> so um, they potentially could lose four games and one win in that scenario um and games against yeah guys that are up in that top eight um top four even so it, it could make some changes they you know and the clary will come back and it'll be back to normal and then they'll still go through to the grand final most likely but, but imagine it, if it came down to the last game of the season panthers versus cowboys one and two facing each other off for the mining premiership that would be a, um, a, a crack. Whoever set the, um, the the schedule could get a tap on the back and get earn his bonus. Um, yeah, that. that would be great in that last round when they're playing the Cowboys. If it is for the minor premiership, that would at least make it exciting, um, especially at that time of year when most people have already switched off mentally because their team's not in the race anymore. But um, yeah, be interesting. Sorry, I took us off on a massive tangent there. <laughs> That's okay. Should we leave that game? Yeah. Sorry, I thought we were into the Q and A section. Like that was wasn't that your question for for Richie? Um. Oh, it probably was. Um. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was. Mine was Warriors related. I think at this point, Paul, it's probably going to be at least twenty minutes over. But um, yeah. yeah, we'll see. Um, the next game was the Raiders versus the Titans. The Raiders getting the win there, thirty six to twenty four. Seven tries to four for the Raiders. Matt Timoko, Nick Kotrick getting a double, Hudson Young, Sebastian Chris getting a double, and Joseph Tapani grabbing the tries. For the Titans, it was Brian Kelly, Tanner Boyd, and Jaden Campbell getting a double. Um, yeah, I thought this was a pretty entertaining match, Brad. I The Raiders getting the win. Another loss for the Titans. Um we had their moments, but again, 56 missed tackles. Their defense just probably isn't up to scratch. And what do you think? Do you think they're a lock for the spoon, or they're going to they're going to go pretty close? I reckon. I yeah, I've got that in my notes. They've got some tough matches coming up too, um, and the Tigers are looking a lot better right now. So mm. I think they're locking for the wooden spoon. I'm still really hoping that. The Tigers' form doesn't go good enough where the Warriors keep going down and we end up doing, much like we talked about, a potential Panthers-Cowboys fight for the Premiership in the final round, have a Warriors-Titans fight for the spoon. I think mm. I think all the teams above the Titans have done enough to kind of keep them at bay. Um, unless you know, the Titans need to get just win. That's really their only option um, is to win. I just don't see it coming. Um, as you said, that it was a close match. It was closer than I thought it would be. They did show some spirit. They showed spirit last week too. Um, 
But yeah, the Raiders always had the edge. Jack Whiten's kicking game continues mm. to impress me. Hudson Young and uh, Joe Tarpany were great in the pack. And Nick Kotrick started to look dangerous on the wing again. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Raiders are building form. Um, they were, yes, they were playing the last place team, but um, they made the most of the opportunities they got, which is all you can ask for when you're playing in a mismatch. Um, mm. Yeah, as we said, uh, Titans showed fight, but they're just not a good footy side right now. Um, Jaden Campbell is developing. <laughs> Stop telling me I'm faffing. I'm going through my points. Um, he's developing. He's a hell of a talent. Big Tino continues to carry this team on his back. And Fafita is a spent force, waste of space, you know, put put whatever you want in there. Um, he needs to get his head right. There's obviously something going on um, with him because he has been rubbish this year. Um, he he needs to get it sorted, or they need to move him on. Um, as simple as that. And um, yeah, Titans have tough matches up ahead, so I think the wooden spoon's theirs. Mm. Yeah, I tend to agree with the Fafita. Um, you're a Fafita assessment. He's just he doesn't look to be getting utilized correctly at all there. Um, but on the flip side, uh, Joseph Tapani, how good does he look? Probably, you know one of, if not the best forward running around the game this year. Um, his try was, I don't know if it was just amazing strength or terrible defense, probably a little bit of both. What do you make of um, the Titans dummy half booth coming in and wiping his legs out from behind, sort of sparked Tuppany throwing a punch and getting Sinbad? Yeah, I thought that uh, Tuppany was well in his rights to, um, Have to a give swing. him a little bit of a knock. Yeah, yeah it was, I thought it so was dangerous. Um especially what we saw, um, you know, in the Tigers game later on. Mm. Um, same scenario could have potentially happened there. So, um, yeah, the rules, you know, you throw a swing, you go to the bin. But I, I thought it was a, a dog act tackle, um, mm. kind of something I would do. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't be too harsh, but, yeah, uh, it's not good. But, yeah, Tappany's looking great. He's going to look great in a, in a Warriors jersey when Cappy brings him over. Um oh. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Stop teasing me, Brad. Oh, <laughs> that'd be all my dreams come true. Um, the next game was probably one of the games of the round. Um, Sharks versus Rabbitohs. Sharks getting the uh, the golden point win to, over the Rabbitohs, 21 to 20. Three tries apiece for the Sharks. Connor Tracy, Ronaldo Mulitalo, and Andrew Fafita uh, with a throwback try thrown back to his younger younger days. Um, three tries for the Rabbitohs as well. Alex Johnston keeps scoring. Latrell Mitchell and Tavita Totola grabbing the tries, which Tavita Totola's one looked borderline whether he was um, short and double movement, but I oh, think it was a dead set try. Yeah, dead benefit set. of the benefit of the doubt. I think you give that to him. Um, and then went to extra time, and Latrell Mitchell missed three or four field goal attempts before. Nicholas Hines, Nico Hines came up with a clutch game winner. Yeah. yeah, so this was my match of the round. I know everyone loves the Tigers game for the upset, but I think in terms of quality and the, the entertainment of going into Golden Point, I think this took it for me. Uh, both sides went toe-to-toe for the 86 minutes. Um, great match from the Sharks, especially without Dale Finucane. Um, mm. I was really worried that they would, um, when they got into gritty games like this, they would lose um, a bit of an edge with him. Not been there, but um, they did well. They will be concerned with the error rate. They they made 18 in this match. Um, but 
you know, Connor Tracy, Talakai, Fafida, I thought all play well. Talakai still has issues with his respect for the ball. He has a few soft errors in him, um, which puts his team under pressure. But, um, you know, the... The, the positives outweigh the negatives when it comes to him. Um, Nico Hines, as you said, yeah, he stepped up once again this match, got his side the win with a nice field goal in the 86th minute. It was a good grinding win. Um, these are the kind of wins that you need to prepare for finals. Um, it really gives you that mental toughness that it takes to get um, from, from end to end in the playoffs. Um, so it, it puts them in a good stead, I think. The Rabbitohs, I thought they looked dangerous as well throughout the match. Forwards are doing the hard yards, especially Tavita Totola, um, who's really impressed me the past few weeks. He's really stepped up his game, um, especially when he was, uh, you know, I I love me a prop, um, but he was kind of a prop um, that I didn't know a lot about. And um, we get in there, Simon. Uh, Paul, sorry. Get, <laughs> tigers are coming. Um, Latrell had three attempts um, in Golden Point, but missed all of them. But besides that, I thought he was fantastic in this game. Yeah. Complete brain snap from Tom Burgess that got him sent off and Golden Point. Um, he got inside the game. He he knows that. I think everyone does. I know Golden Point's a time where the rest put the whistle in the pocket, but um, he gave them no choice with that tackle attempt. Yeah, um, I was going to ask you about that. So it's kind of uh, it doesn't matter so much because it was so late in the game that it doesn't matter if it was ten minutes or sent off. But you happy enough that sent off? Um, yeah, I think so. It was dangerous. Um, I'm just looking at it more at the aspect you've given the Sharks the ball in good field position in yeah. Golden Point. That's that what hurt more than getting sent off. Um, but yeah, silly play from him. Um, I, I love trying to show that props aren't the, you know, meat-headed individuals that we uh, always claim to be. Um, but he, he's he's made us go a massive step in the wrong direction with that boneheaded move. Um, but yeah, I'm starting to believe in the Rabbitohs a bit more now. Um, to be honest, either of these sides could go deep in the playoffs, though. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I don't think the Rabbitohs will be too discouraged by that result. I think um, against Sharks, who have been playing pretty well the past few weeks, and... Um, yeah, the Rabbitohs, if you look at them six, seven weeks ago, they weren't travelling anywhere near this well. So getting Latrell yeah. Mitchell has really put them back up amongst the big boys and could quite easily have won this game. You know, it was just unlucky from Latrell that a couple of his shots sprayed wide. Otherwise, we'd be talking about a Rabbitohs win against the top side. So yeah. um, I think it, I think they, they won't be too discouraged. I think they'll keep marching towards finals. Now we can talk about the Tigers. Yeah. West Tigers 32, Broncos 18. Five tries to three for the Tigers. Brent, Brent Naden, Jock Madden, Stafford Tour, Zane Musgrove, Adam Dewey. And three tries for the Broncos. Tessie New, Ezra Mam, Jordan Ricky. Um, poetic justice, isn't it, Brad? Um, think the Tigers deserved this one after what happened to them last week. I wasn't here, so I didn't get to speak about it. But, um, yeah, I think the, the rugby league gods smiled on the Tigers, uh, rightfully so, this week. Yeah, definitely. Massive upset here. Um, I don't think anyone saw this coming. Um, to be honest, I don't want to take it away from the Tigers, but I think the Broncos showed up expecting a win and got mm. embarrassed. You know, yeah. going up against the Tigers who haven't been, you know, 
the greatest team in the past couple of months and you're playing at home, you're like, I oh, yeah, we'll just chalk this up, it's good to go. And um they got they yeah, they got humbled, um, I think is really the way to say. Um hard to pick a Bronco that I thought played well other than Payne Haas and uh Thomas Fledger. Thought they did really well um, in the middle. They just looked like they lacked energy. They did come back and they controlled the match for a patch in the second half, but the Tigers had already done enough damage by that point. Um, taking a positive out of it, it could be the perfect wake-up call to Bro- um, that Brisbane needed before finals. You know, they might have been believing the hype a bit too much. Um, you know, it kind of brings them back to earth, gets them refocused to keep going on for finals. Um Fantastic effort for the Tigers, though. Um, losing Hastings, who was playing pretty great at that time, um, could have derailed them. But I thought Adam Dewey um, has kind of been hitting his stride again He's after returning from injury, which mm. helped. Kim Mamalo was damaging, running the ball out of his own half like we we know and love when he was a warrior. Um, and Brent Naden was also dangerous on the other side with the ball in hand. Um, it was just good to see the Tigers play with heart after giving them crap for so long about losing their heart when Mads left. Um, if they keep it up for the rest of the season, it, um, it'll be great, not only for them, but for the fans. And um, it's good to see that them getting that win stolen last week didn't sink them um, emotionally. Mm. Um, they came back fighting. And um, they probably, yeah, that's probably where they got a bit more of their fight after the uh, the NRL decided to, to screw them over. So um, hopefully it continues. They're not playing us again, so um, I don't mind seeing them going from strength to strength. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. I feel happy happy for them. I mean, if not for the referees last week, um, they would have gone consecutive weeks beating top four, top five teams. Um, yeah, uh, which is great considering points of this year. The Tigers have been one of the laughing stocks of the competition. So yeah, um, yeah. I think they've done really well there. And Adam Dewey, I'm a massive fan of him. I think he had a massive game. So, yeah, I was just super pleased for them after last week. And and their fans, they they deserved a bit better after the previous week. Um, Moving on to Sunday. So you just see the power of of Benji getting back to signing Benji as a coach. It's what he's feeding through to the team, you see. Premiership titles next year. Oh, Are I, you I a Tigers fan now, uh, Paul? I wouldn't wouldn't go that far. <laughs> um, so Sunday yeah. we had... Jacko's also said before we move on, they could beat the Knights and Dragons. Yeah, I, I think I, they will beat the Knights I and Dragons. I think they will beat the Knights, yeah. Dragons, that'll be a good game, but... The I think they'll beat the Dragons. So Dragons we're about to talk, yeah, we're about to talk about the Knights there and all sorts. Um Brad and I love bashing the Knights and the, the Dragons because they're our yeah. spoon picks. Um, Sunday, Bulldogs getting up over the Knights, 24 to 10 in Newcastle. So, yeah, re- nice nice win for the Bulldogs there. Loving the way they've bounced back. Um, 24 to 10, four tries to two. Jacob Karaz with a hat trick, which is even worse for the Knights because he's from the Knights. So uh, he's he's come back to haunt them there. And Aaron Shoup with the other try for the Bulldogs. Two tries for the Knights, Inari Tuala and Dominic Young. Um, yeah, there's obviously Matt Burton and Josh Haddokar, two big signings and great combo, but the try scorers there, Karaz and Shoup, um, 
fantastic for for a while now, Brad. I I um super impressed with those guys and and it's just the way the Bulldogs have have responded the past well ever since Trent Barrett got let go. Really, I think they've yeah they've transformed well, into a different team. Once once they got rid of their their anchor, their um, anchor yeah. they've been let loose. They they've looked a lot better. You add in Reed Money and uh, Kikau next year. I think we could be looking at a top eight side potentially. Yeah. Again, you're reading all my notes. So sorry, thanks sorry. for that. I, I have to ad lib <laughs> now. But um, the Knights um, continue to fall. I messaged you uh, during the weekend saying that um, the Knights are now officially the worst attacking and defending team in the competition. So you're on the money with your pick of them being Wooden Spoon. Unfortunately, they got those early wins. Um, mm early on in the season where everyone thought they were amazing, which has kept them out of wood, uh, wooden spoon territory. But I think if they hadn't have got those and then showed their true colours right from the start, you would have been 100% on the money. So I'll give you credit there. Um, but they've got a good squad. I, I don't know what's going on with um, this club. So I don't really have anything else to say about them. They defended poorly, barely fired a shot with the ball in hand, and they'll be counting down to the off-season. But, um, yeah, the Bulldogs' back end of the season continues to impress me. They dominated from start to finish. The outside backs are all dangerous. As you said, uh, Jacob Chiraz, uh how do you say his last name? Carraz? Oh, I, I said Carraz, but I'm probably completely wrong, mate. Yeah, we'll go with Carraz. Um, he had a day to remember scoring that hat trick, and he actually ran for 259 metres as well. Um, Aaron Shoup, as you said, he was great in the centres. Um Forwards did well too, and although it's a little too late, too late, uh, too little, too late for the season, I think they're going to be the big improver in twenty twenty three. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Like I was just saying, you add those two big signings in next year, wow, it's a dangerous team. Um, yeah. Bulldogs fans can be excited for the Knights. I don't know, mate. Like obviously, I tip them where I tip them at the start of the year, so I didn't think they were going to be in the best. Of shape, but yeah, that you look at their forward pack, they've still got a lot of rep forwards there. Um, the Saifidis, Clemmer, um, I don't think, I think it's just the halves they're really struggling. No Mitchell Pierce, which you know, he was big for them. So having Clune and Clifford, um, they're not going to win you any comps, are they? Even though started there, Clifford was good, but. And now it seems like with some of the press conferences um, Adam O'Brien's had over the past week or so, it just sounds like they're a club in damage control. So, yeah, um, it's unfortunate. But, yeah, like you say, I think they, they can't get to the off-season soon enough. Mm-hmm. Last game of the round since we're faffing too much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cowboys 34, Dragons 8, 6 tries to 1. For the Cowboys, Kyle Felt, Scott Drinkwater grabbing a double, Griffin Neem, Jeremiah Nanai grabbing a double also, and one try for the Dragons, Jack DeBellin. One-way traffic, mate. What do you think? Not really much to say about this one. Dragons were um, the rubbish. They forwards didn't do anything. That meant that Ben Hunt couldn't do anything, which meant that they lost. Um, They missed 46 tackles, made 13 errors. Um, (laughs) Shocking. Um, couldn't be any happier to be honest. Seeing the dragons mm. be this this crap, and um, yeah. Yeah, as Jago said, they're the most boring side in the comp. There's no imagination to their attack here. Yeah. But the Cowboys, um, 
I think it was a, a pretty good outcome after their controversial win last week. Um, mm. Scott Drinkwater was probably my player of the day. Um, yeah. He just asked plenty of questions with the ball in hand. He knows his way to the try line, but more importantly, he knows how to get other players over as well. Um, Jeremiah Nanai, fantastic season continues. Um, yeah, amazing. He's second to Alex Johnson in the NRL for try scored. If you told me that he would be second on the try scoring for the whole comp, I would have told you um, you were dreaming. But it was just a good overall performance from the Cowboys. Um, I think they're going to do real well in finals footy. They just need to keep it up. Yep, I agree completely. And that's the round. That's the round. Thank you. I know you, you, you took a while there, but um, we, we, we got there. But I think if you can bring up the tipping – no, put the ladder down. Tipping first. There we go. So um, Richie and I both got five out of eight this week. And Simon, unfortunately, he only got four. Um, we got we got a few hiccups on there. Tigers didn't help us. Um, Rabbitohs didn't help me and Simon. Um, Panthers didn't help us. The Warriors didn't help you, Richie. And then Simon got Seagulls wrong. Um, so, yeah. I am still leading at 105 out of 152. Richie's four behind on 101 out of um, 152. And Simon at the end with 98 out of 152. Um, and looking at it, he's picked the same as me this week, so I'm expecting big things from him. Um, so we'll go to the ladder. So um, not too many changes there. Panthers still stick to first. Cowboys are still second. Sharks are still third. Melbourne have moved up to fourth after their win. Broncos have gone down to fifth after their loss. Eels have gone up after their win to sixth. Rabbitohs have gone down to seventh, and the Roosters stay the same at eighth. Um, Raiders have gone up to ninth. Seagulls have gone down to tenth. Uh, Dragons, Bulldogs and Warriors and Knights have all stayed the same at 11, 12, 13, and 14. Tigers have gone up off the wooden spoon area to 15th. And the Titans down back to dead last. So, yeah. Um, I am probably ready to say Dragons down are out. Raiders, Seagulls yep. might still have a chance to get into the top eight. Um, but, yeah, everything else. Um, you you saw it when you watched the show last week. I went as far to say that Storm will probably drop out of the eight. So how wrong am I? <laughs> <laughs> they went from dropping out of the eight to being top four again. So, um, but yeah, I think uh, your top eight's pretty much almost certainly set. I think, yeah. um, depending how the Raiders and Seagulls go this week, I think we could either give them a tick or wipe them out as well. Yeah, Raiders have a decent chance, but yeah, it's almost set. I, I would, I would agree with you completely, Brad. Dragons, Dragons down, gone. Um, slim chance to Manly and and. Raiders have an okay chance, but other than that, yeah. it looks pretty set in stone. Yeah. So um, that will go into our question section. Were there any questions from anyone in the in the crowd, Paul? Um, I've got one for you. One from I saw on Twitter was, is it time for the NRL to get rid of the golden point and have golden try instead uh, to decide games? I wouldn't mind that because the Warriors aren't that great at field goals, but we, we've won a few field goal golden points this year with Sean Johnson back. Um, I don't know. I, I'm happy with golden point with a field goal. I like golden it, point. It, it's, yeah. it's a bit exciting. Um, 
And I think you'd probably find more draws if they went to golden try. Um, but yeah, I'm happy for them to keep it how it is. We don't get enough golden points for it to be that big an issue, to be honest. Uh, that was it from the uh, from live chat. All right. Um, I'm going to go with my one first because your one takes a bit longer. Sure. So um, my one with you was the Warriors have picked an interesting side this week. Do you like it or do you think that the Warriors are throwing in the towel? I'd like to think we haven't thrown in the towel. I, obviously, we're not going to make the finals. Um, regardless, uh, any team I support, I'd hope that they would fight right up until the last game. Um, that being said, I think this is a very funny lineup that's been selected. Uh, Aaron Pennett, Aaron Pennett, thirteen. Why not Josh Curran there? Um, Bailey Serenin, you and I probably not has not not um, signing up fan. for his. Yeah, we're not signing up for his fan club anytime soon. So, you know, for me, I might have gone for Katoa there. Um, Wade Egan at six, he did a decent job filling in there on the weekend, but he's our best hooker. I would have had yeah. Wade Egan at hooker and probably Arcee at six. I don't mind you and Aitken at centre. I've wanted him there all year, but the, the positive for me is Pompey's not there. I don't think he's done a lot to warrant his um, consistent selection. It's probably maybe been by necessity at times with injuries and, and whatnot, but I'm happy to see Aitken there. I'd like Montoya on the wing, but I th also think he does a pretty decent job at centre. But, yeah, it's just Wade Egan at six for me. Um, Curran not in the starting team. I would have had Curran there and Seren in starting. Um, yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I don't mind the outside backs and the centres, how they are now. Um, mm. I've been asking and begging and praying for Pompey to, to be dropped. So yeah. I'm happy to see that actually happen. It's going to make my review a bit harder this week because it's kind of easy when he's out there. You know he's going to be the warrior to improve. Mm. Um, so going to have to do a bit more work there. Wade Egan's, yeah, he played great at six um, when he had to. But mm. I think I even put in my review, it doesn't mean I want him there all the time. And then Stacey obviously yeah. read my review wrong. Um, so it'd be interesting. Like I said before we went on here, I think it's um, a disastrous looking lineup. But you watch, they'll come out and win by 60 points or something, and we'll be praising the amazing calls that Stacey and that have made. Um, it just looks, I think Jacko had put that Stacey searching for a win. Kind of looks like he's just thrown a whole lot of names at a wall and then picked yeah. the ones that stuck and yeah. just seeing what happens. Um, picked them out of a hat. You know, they're playing the Rabbitohs, so they're they're potentially on a hiding to nothing anyway. Mm. Um, but, like, Jacko said, what message did Volks and Arcee get? As I say, I believe Volkman's got an injury, which could explain him. But Arcee, like I said earlier, maybe they've just decided they're not going to offer Arcee a deal, so they're not going to bother playing him. Um, I would have played him. I, I do. I said to you during last night when we were chatting, saying that, I think RC fades out of games in the final 20. But so when Egan's playing hooker, he kind of does too. So it's it's not – I don't see it. it. It's – I feel like it's weakening our hooker and our 5-8 mm. in one move by selecting yeah. him there. 
but they might prove us wrong. So I don't know. It's an interesting selection. Um, I just don't know. I'm very confused. I hope they prove us wrong. I was, it's just interesting. Three hookers. It's three hookers in the team. It's almost a Steve Kearney selection. Yeah. The only positive out of it, um, other than Pompey, is that Lusik gets to start and Otakolo gets some time. Yeah. Happy to see Otakolo get some time, to be honest with you. Um, I think he hasn't had as many opportunities this year as he might have hoped for. So Definitely not a hooker see. either. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So happy to see him get a game. But yeah, but yeah. just a fun, funny one for me, mate, that, that selection. But I'll back them. I'll back them regardless and hope for the best. Yeah, um, and I'm sure it will give us a lot more to talk about next week. So, um, so your question to me, I know it's a doozy. It's a doozy, is it? It's a doozy. It's a big one. <sighs> yeah. So, just with what happened on in our game on, against the Storm on the weekend, we surprised that Nelson, Asafa Solomona, and Josh King escaped punishment from the match review committee, um, especially given that Bulldogs player Corey Waddell had been handed a five-week ban for a similar hands to the Eyes incident as Josh King's incident. Um, Asafa Solomona as well has been fined, I think, four or five times this season. Um, yeah. Still somehow avoids suspension. Um, so were you surprised? Uh, is it, do you think the NRL almost uh, took a bit of mercy on the storm given their injury troubles? To be honest, yeah, I... I I am surprised, but I shouldn't be because they were playing the Warriors. Mm. Um, and that's that's why I think they needed to crunch down on it because even guys in Australia, like Andrew Johns said that for the one thing, you know, Nelson got put on a report twice in that game. Mm. Um, one for a, a tackle, a, a bad tackle, and then the, yeah, as Paul was asking about um, the elbow to the jaw, um as well it was a slam tackle and an elbow it was mm. perfect i i loved it but i don't i didn't love seeing it against a warrior <laughs> um it was a perfect prop tackle um as they say but you know the night uh the night before um jared did a similar thing and got fined three thousand dollars and mm. then nelson got nothing i thought he would have been off um so i thought he was very lucky as like, oh, yeah, he'll get a couple of weeks three or four weeks maybe for it and then you had to hear that they got nothing um it's ridiculous and then i i watched the um the graham ellersley you know press conference he does where he apologizes oh, every week that's and what made he, me more mad and then they showed luke Patton, who's in charge of the match review committee and it's great that a, a guy that's cross-eyed um <laughs> is the guy that's judging if players are playing with intent or not. And the excuses he had for it, he said, like, they said there was no intent and stuff. But that would be like saying that Ivan Cleary doesn't get banned because he had no intent to do that tackle. Um, it's, it doesn't matter. He said it was minor contact. Egan had, was, crack, Egan had he, cracked teeth. Six or seven cracked teeth. And um, it was only minor contact. Um, I think, yeah. And the fact that last week uh, a Bulldogs player got five weeks for the same thing that Josh King did in this game. I think Josh King's one was worse because when you looked at the replay, I could argue that Waddell didn't know what he was doing. He, he did. But, you know, you could argue that he couldn't really see it. But Josh King had a second go 
at the eyes. So like he he did the the eye gouge, and then the second time he he dug in a little bit more. So um, yeah, I think it's it basically is just showing that the there's no consistency, and I think that's all we're asking for as fans, and that's all I've seen from fans across all clubs um, when this all came up because everyone there wasn't anyone coming out saying this was the right call. Everyone was saying it was the wrong call. So um, if you're if you're just doing that, you do it for everybody, or you punish everybody. Everyone's meant to be the same. To me, it does nothing to dispel the feeling that some of these top teams and certain players um, are treated differently when it comes to this kind of thing. Um, yeah. Clubs like the Melbourne Storm, like I say, Nelson Asafa Solomon has already had at least three or four fines this year for dangerous play. This one, he escapes even a fine. You tell me if Jack Hetherington did that same tackle. He would retire. He would never play again. <laughs> they, they'd it, it's the same thing that Aaron Wood said earlier um, when I mentioned earlier how he said if Jared had done what Cleary did, he'd be out for the rest of the year. It's the mm. same uh, if – if Matt Lodge, when he was still with us, had done the same thing, he wouldn't be playing again either. Yeah. Um, but Nelson's got that thug style in him. So you would think he would be one of those guys on that pedestal. I know. That That's gets punished. surprises me. It's so, so strange. I don't know. Um, I'm hoping that they've taken the feedback that they've had from media former players, fans on board, and they actually take it more seriously in the next time. Because we know it's not going to be the last time we see something like that, not just from Nelson, but from any other player. So yeah. I'm hoping to see more consistency is probably the my only hope at the end of all of this. I think you're hoping yeah. for a lot. Yeah, I would like that too. But I'm a Warriors fan. We're always <laughs> living on hope. Um, yeah. So there, that's all the questions then. Um, we'll go into our picks. Simon gave them to me earlier. Um so we've got, first up, if you want to um, bring up the draw, Paul, um, after putting your nice little puns up on the screen. Um, <laughs> we just wait for Paul, you know. There we go. Um, so first up, we have the uh, Roosters and Broncos. Uh, Simon and myself have both gone with Roosters. Who have you picked? Roosters uh, in Sydney and no Paddy Carrigan. Uh, first game on Friday night, we got Storm Titans. Simon and myself have both picked the Storm. Yep, I'm assuming same. you're Storm too. Storm, um, Storm. Next game is Seagulls versus Eels. Simon and myself have both picked the Seagulls. Yeah, I copied me. Yes, I went Manly as well. Um, yeah, Brookvale. Uh, then first game on Saturday, we got Rabbitohs Warriors. Uh, Simon and myself both gone Rabbitohs. Yeah. Unfortunately, Rabbitohs. I feel like we're all going to go the same this whole round. Um, next game is Raiders-Panthers. Simon and myself have both gone Raiders. Did you? Yeah. Okay, I'll go Panthers. You'll go Panthers? No, I, Panthers. I was tempted I was tempted for Raiders, but I've got to go something different here. Yeah, well, Panthers have shown they can win without Luai and Cleary. They did it yeah. through Origin, so yeah. you might it's have a chance. Canberra. It's in Canberra. It's in Canberra. They're, Canberra. Always, they're always hard in Canberra, but I'll go, I'll go Panthers. Yeah, the final game on Saturday is Sharks Dragons. Simon and myself both picked Sharks. Yeah, got to be Sharks. Sharks. 
Uh, first game on Sunday, we had Bulldogs, Cowboys. Uh, Simon and myself both picked Cowboys. Yeah, but I think that'll be a good game. Cowboys. Hopefully. And then last game of the round, Tigers, Knights. Simon and myself both picked Tigers. Tigers, Knights are in all sorts. Yeah. All right. So you got one game different, um, the Panthers-Raiders game. So it should be interesting. Um, at least it means I'm guaranteed to still be in the lead. Um, so I'm happy with that. Um, we'll go quickly. I know we're, we're gone quite a bit over. We'll go quickly through overseas Super League. So um, thanks for the, the fixture there, Paul. Um, St. Helens' lead has been reduced to four after their loss in the weekend. Wigan uh, climbed back a little bit at second. Uddersfield a third, Catalan's fourth. Wakefield got the win this week, which means they've overtaken Toulouse at the bottom of the ladder, placing poor Toulouse into last place and relegation area again. So, yeah, Wigan made up for their loss um, last week by beating Hull KR 46-4. to Hull FC beat Toulouse 30-6. to Wakefield defeated Castleford 32 to 6. Um, Uddersfield defeated Warrington 32 to 22. Catalans def- uh, lost to Leeds 36 32. And then Salford defeated St. Helens 44 to 12. So a massive loss for the, the top side there. This week, Hull KR faced Toulouse. Uddersfield faced Hull FC. Wigan faced Warrington. St. Helens versus Castleford. Leeds versus Salford and Wakefield versus Catalans. So Toulouse will be hoping that Wakefield gets smashed by Catalans. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, some interesting games there. But anything else you want to add, Richie or Paul in the background? Nah, just good to be back with you boys this week. Thanks everyone yeah. for the chat and Paul doing your thing. Yeah. Appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for tuning in tonight and joining us on the standoff with Brandon Ritchie. For your weekly update on Rugby League, tune into our show next week at 8 p.m. here on Facebook or at your convenience on iHeartRadio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Cheers for coming back, Richie, and cheers for helping in the background, Paul, and good night, everyone. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.